1: Let's talk weather.
0: Welcome into B Squared Your Weekly Weather Podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon.
1: I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
0: And Bonnie, it's been a, a exciting weather week out here since we last talked. Uh, last Saturday when we taped, it was uh, we talked about in Oregon, it was going to be kind of cooling down a little bit. But lo and behold, 24 hours later, we have a tornado. And then 24 hours later, after that, we've had a total of three tornadoes, um, all of them EF zeros. But still, went from relatively quiet to pretty uh pretty interesting real quick
1: yeah i'm kind of jealous and y'all don't you know, tornadoes don't happen a lot up there right especially not in october
0: no and you know it's more it's it's not like you know what you guys have in the fall and the spring with the actual like you know real tornadoes these are small little ones like i said ef zero um you know to the ef1 scale somewhere in there um we have ours called cold core so there's not you know it's not warm air it's just uh you know precip that. Um, Little storms that form, and then, you know, within thunderstorms, so there is some severe aspects to it, but uh, just a little bit of rotation and it stretches out real quick. And usually these are very, uh, thin tornadoes, nothing like, you know, the giant stove pipes you see or the wedge tornadoes back in Oklahoma, but they still do damage. And, you know, we get a couple every year. It's not like, uh, they're completely foreign to us, but we get them occasionally. And we, like I said, we usually get them in the colder season. So hence the name cold core, but, uh, yeah, Sunday one hit in North Portland, just, uh, close to the airport, actually my brother-in-law. I'd hit the yard next to where he works, so he saw the the overturned semis, Uh, and then Monday we had one east of Salem uh, out in the rural farm hills, which uh, has actually become kind of one of our more uh, typical areas for these to form. We've had probably five or six in the last eight or nine years in that area, so it's an area where... Uh, we think that because the air comes up over the Coast Range, and then descends into the valley, that there's additional uh, vorticity that are added to these cells when they come through. And so that area is an area that we watch. Uh, the area with the tornado on Sunday in North Portland is very close to another area where we think um, the topography is changing the flow of the air around. So uh, it's just one of those crazy things. And then we had a second one out in Forest Grove, about uh, 25 miles where I am from where I am right now form uh right on the top of open field and it was great because this uh husband and wife who are huge weather geeks are outside and they're like oh look at the storm and all of a sudden this thing starts rotating and it's rotating right above them They're like oh this is so awesome this is so awesome we're gonna stay outside and we're gonna watch this form <laughs> and you know it's something that we say you know don't do but these guys are like oh my gosh you know check this out and the video is fantastic um Just do like a Twitter or Facebook search for Forest Grove Tornado and you'll see all the stories pop up with the video. But man, it was just, it was impressive. But to watch tornado warnings happen back to back days was, uh, was really cool and very different.
1: Yeah. So different. And I'm a little jealous. I mean, like nothing's happened here in a long time. Although, um, Alabama got some pretty good squall lines go through the other day and I guess. Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, parts of Louisiana are about to get it here in a couple of days. Like, their severe weather risk keeps going up and up and up, so... And we're just sitting over here doing nothing in
0: Oklahoma. It was it was funny to pull up the um, SPC chart for yeah. tornadoes, hail, and wind damage, and the only thing that was present on Sunday was this little red upside down triangle to represent a tornado in in Oregon, and uh, everybody around here kind of joked, "Oh, well, finally we're you know the center of severe weather for once." So.
1: Oh man, you made the graphic. It's we a dream. did.
0: It's, it's always good, and I will take that over hail or wind damage any day, but uh, it, it was a very exciting start to the week, and uh, you know we'll get into the rest of what happened uh, a little bit later here in the in the show, but uh, it started out exciting, and then it's quickly uh, tamed down, so not a whole lot happening, but I have a great story about a power outage, so we'll have to talk about that in a minute, uh, but speaking of winds and things dying down, the Atlantic tropical season uh, is pretty much DOA at the moment, However, the same cannot be said for the Pacific. Right. Right. And, uh, Bonnie, we're already up to Tropical Storm Xavier. Yeah, that's with an X. That's like, how they don't
1: have to, have to go to the secondary list. Or, right? you know, it's like,
0: it won't quit. It won't quit. And there is a second area of interest. It's not been designated anything yet. But, um, yeah, you're going to have to go to the secondary list. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head when the last time I saw that happen. It's been a, quite a while. Yeah, a long time. So, according to the National Hurricane Center, Miami, the East Pacific season is the third most active this year on record, Um, according to the Accumulated Cyclone uh, Energy Index or ACE. For October, there were three named storms, and historically, there are about two, Um, one named and then usually one storm and then one possible major. And so, this last month, two storms with I believe two major hurricanes. Uh, One went in to Mexico just. Um, north of, I want to say Cancun, I could be wrong, but uh, I had friends that were in Cancun, yeah, it was Cancun, uh, texting me asking about that, and I was like, well, you know, it looks like it's just going to miss you, or Puerto Vallarta, sorry, went in just north of Puerto Vallarta. Um, and they were in PV, and they were asking me, I'm like, well, it looks like you guys might actually get out of it, so uh, it wasn't too bad, but they said it came on shore uh, just north of the resort they were staying at. It was really rainy and windy, but uh, did not cancel their vacation, so uh, the Eastern Pacific is, is popping. However, the Atlantic, like we said, is dead.
1: And I think that's probably it then for the Atlantic. Like, now it's just all going to be cooling down from here on out. So I think that hurricane season, the Atlantic's done. Uh, part of me kind of wants the Pacific to keep going. At least give us two more so we can have a complete list. You right. know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> keep them over water, that's fine. But just give us two more. Like, let's... <laughs> sure. And, that list. and if
0: you look at the, you know, the sea surface temperatures and of course, everybody's looking at that right now to dictate mm. and see how the strong the uh, upcoming El Nino will be. But there's still a lot of very warm water uh, around the equatorial Pacific. And so if another storm forms, it does have the fuel. So there's a very good chance that we could see one or two more storms. Um, but we talked about the ACE index for the Pacific in the Atlantic. Uh, it's above normal. So there are three named storms in the month of October. Um, but as we said, uh, nothing is is happening right now. It's dead. They don't think anything will form in the next five days. So, you know, that puts us into mid-November, and at that point, you know, the end of the season in theory uh, is only a couple days away. So, uh, like I said, I think, the, and as you said, I think the uh, Atlantic season might be done. And uh, you know what? Listen, we talked about a quiet start, and then it ramped up. It got quiet again, and then they had another active season. Um, it went in waves, and. In terms of landfalling hurricanes in the US, we had what, three or four? And Mm -hmm. they were, you know, we had one major, uh, two minor, but uh, again, finally inactive hurricane season. We hadn't had one in a while, and, you know, it was good. And uh, like we talked about on the show, it was great that it happened during the day so people could actually watch a landfalling hurricane uh, and some really good TV coverage.
1: Yeah. And it was some crazy TV coverage, but yeah, the hurricane season definitely didn't disappoint. And hopefully, the Pacific will keep it up for just a little bit longer. You know, record breakers—that's what we like.
0: Right, it is fantastic. Um, you had mentioned that you know you guys were out of the severe weather for a moment. It was kind of skirting around you. I know you had storms to the north, storms to the east, and storms to the south. What does your guys's forecast look like coming up for the next uh, five to seven days in Oklahoma?
1: Oh, you know, it's going to cool down a little bit. We have a little bit of cold rain chances next week, a day or two. But really, I mean, we have a a nice cold front coming through today, but nothing's going to happen because of it. The winds have picked up. My ankle's been bothering me today, so I know that, (laughs) that there's a front coming through. But I broke this ankle several years ago, my left one. and Every once in a while, it'll get real, like it'll start throbbing, and I know, like... A pretty strong front or something's coming through. Maybe that's crazy, but I swear my ankle can tell.
0: Right? Does anybody Uh, in your family call you a human barometer?
1: No. You don't have (laughs) (laughs) anyone.
0: You don't have any Aunt Megs. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, that's cool. I mean, at least you guys, you know, you want the severe weather, but you know, as we've also talked about that, you're you're ready for the winter. So, hopefully, you know, a cold front will. We'll bring you something, but um, up here in Oregon, it's been relatively mild. Um, I mentioned a power outage earlier. I got woken up uh, out of a very dead sleep uh, Tuesday night and had lost power uh, in the neighborhood. And so I kind of, you know, walked outside just to see if I could see anything, if anybody else had power around. Um, And the hill that is directly to the north of us, they were all without power. But I noticed the light coming, um, like, against one of the houses across the street and so i was like "What in the world my neighbors were outside at 3 a.m having a phone conversation with somebody and i was just like you guys are outside at 3 a.m there's no power and you are out there being loud because (laughs) like it was totally quiet it was very peaceful it was dark it was serene and then all of a sudden my neighbors are talking and having this very random conversation standing outside in their patio and i'm just like I'm going back to bed. I don't want to deal with this right now, but uh, we were without power for three or four hours Um, power company didn't have a cause uh, when I checked and then when the power came back on, uh, I'd already woken up and, you know, started my day. So um, it's really weird actually in this neighborhood to have power outages. We don't have above ground power lines. So, you know, it, it usually takes a substation or something to go offline in order for us to lose power. So it's just, it was really random, you know, three thirty in the morning to lose power and you know, your neighbors are having a random conversation.
1: You know, that's so good that you have your power lines buried though. Like we don't, mm-hmm. none of Oklahoma. And it's like, how many power poles need to be replaced due to straight line winds and or tornadoes before we go, maybe we should start burying some of these.
0: Right. Do you guys have a high water table or a low water table?
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I don't even know.
0: Okay. Um, I wonder how far down you have to dig in order to you guys hit water. That might be one reason, but I was, um, tr- I was trying to think, um, gosh, it's been a very long time since I was in Oklahoma city and I was at the neighborhood, South of campus, South of the weather center. And I want to say they had their power lines buried. Because I didn't see any. And I was, you know, just one of those things that you look for, um, especially when you're out storm chasing, because you don't want to be near a power line should one come down. Um, Right. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of neighborhoods still around here that are above ground. I mean, the neighborhood I grew up in, both of them still have their power lines above ground. The last few houses I've lived in, everything's been buried. But um, it's just one of those, you know, random things where, depending on when your neighborhood was built, that's when you either had the power lines that were put above ground or below ground. Uh, It's just one of those things though, that you, you know, like you said, you just kind of look at uh, for different reasons.
1: Well, and I will say though, that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when power lines are snapped and replaced, they're replaced with metal ones.
0: So yeah,
1: they're not just those wood ones, but then, I mean, there are still a lot of times they're replaced with obviously brand new wood poles, but You would just think after the amount of times that, especially in the same area, like more, you know, that they've been replaced and replaced and replaced, that it would be like, okay, so maybe it does have something to do with the water table, which I I never thought of that. So I'll have to look into that and see.
0: Yeah, double check. I mean, and I'm I'm sure there are areas where they are and you just don't know. So I'm sure like downtown Oklahoma City, you know, everything's buried underground, obviously, because it has to be but um you know it's just it's one of those things that you just kind of look at so like i said it was just really random to wake up at 3:30 to the power being out and it not you know coming out for a couple more hours but uh just one of those moments where you just don't expect it you know you wake up and everything's completely dark but you don't
1: realize how much light you actually have in your room, like just from like your DVD player and your
0: exactly. internet
1: modem and like stuff like that until it all goes out and you're like, wow, it is really dark. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. And then, you know, you look outside and it's like, okay, uh, I can see the reflection of like downtown Portland, you know, 14 miles away bouncing off the cloud. So, you know, there's that little, you know, that kind of that eerie orange glow, but nothing else is lit. And <laughs> you just sit there just like, wow, you know, it just you know you really understand and you know that's one of the reasons why I love being out in the country in the middle of nowhere when the pa- when there is no power and no lights it's beautiful however when you're in a metropolitan area and there's no power it's straight up creepy
1: yeah for real
0: so you guys talked about Oklahoma up here in Oregon um, we are in this random transition in between weather events for the next couple of days we are in an onshore uh, onshore flow um, mostly cloudy, occasional showers here and there. Um, temperatures are topping out in the upper 50s and they get down to the to the mid 40s, but it's humid all the time. And it's not like you know the warm humidity that you're used to. It's that cold humidity where you still feel it, and the temperature is still a couple degrees, you know, uh, below 60 or so, but you still feel it. And it's just it's gross, <laughs> and it's just it's not fun. It's like either you know be cold. And do something or be warm and be clear. Don't do this thing where it's, you know, 55 to 60 and it's humid and it's cloudy and there's no movement of the air. It's just, it's not fun.
1: See, and I haven't felt humidity in like, like two months. Like it is, it's gone. It's been cooler and dry. Even when it's warmed up, it's been dry. I mean, other than when it's been raining. But as far as that humidity, it's, it's been pretty much gone. And so that's nice.
0: That is fantastic. Uh, by the way, I got you a Radar Scope uh, sticker.
1: You did? I saw I that did. on Twitter, and I was like, you got like 10. I hope one of those is for me. I got <laughs>
0: I, I got five of them, so um, I did get one for you. But apparently, they're not small. They're These things are huge.
1: Oh, okay. Like, All right. So, like so four, I put it on my little like, gas door on my car?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can put it wherever you want, but apparently, they're like, four and a half or five and a half inches across. Wow. So, so they're big. So they're huge stickers. So, yeah, I saw they were doing a 24-hour flash sale. Um and so I was like, I got to get one. Oh, you're so the I, best. So I ended up getting five. I was like, I know Bonnie will want one. I want one for my laptop, maybe the car, <laughs> you know, where else can we put one? So uh, I'm just excited that they're finally offering products. So their t-shirts are back online and we're totally not plugging in Radio-Sco for any other reason besides we love their products. So um, yeah, I haven't decided to get the t-shirt yet, but if they offer a hoodie, I might have to get one.
1: There's another website that does all weather related shirts and they have some really clever ones, And but I don't want to plug them either, but they're so good. That's all I'm going to say. I have two shirts from them.
0: Okay. Perfect. I know that, uh, I miss the weather channel store. Yes. I did buy stuff from the weather channel store back in the day just because it was cool. So, um, I miss that they no longer offer certain products, but that's okay. That's what you have eBay for.
1: Right. For real.
0: Right. Comedy, but um, I'm just excited. You know, it's finally into the the heart of fall, we're down to November. Um, you know, technically winter kicks off December 1, but you know, we're into that window now where we all start riding the models pretty hard just to see uh, if there's any snow coming down, um, you know, in the plains or up here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm just really excited because now the weather finally gets exciting. I love warm and I love sunny, but I love it when the forecast is challenging because it you know. It's a good time to refresh your skills.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. We've still got many more months, so we'll just see what this winter holds for both of us.
0: Right. I'm excited. I cannot wait. Me either. Bonnie, it's been another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon.
1: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
0: And we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye.